Happy Sunday. So today is a glorious Sunday. It is my baby cousin's birthday. It is Bob Molly's birthday. It is the first Sunday in Black History Month. It is the first Sunday in Reggae Month. And Carnival is right around the corner, Trinidad and Tobago Carnival. So this Sunday, feeling mighty, mighty, mighty good. So with all these things to celebrate because it's February and um, and Sunday, today I wanted to, to talk a bit about some things that I think would make our ancestors very proud. Um, those are the people that came before us in um, black culture, in carnival culture, in reggae culture, and in my family, since it's my baby cousin's birthday today too. Um, Let's start with unity. Unity. Unity is a concept that, um, that we hear thrown around a lot. And in theory, it's easy to understand, right? You stick together, you stay loyal to each other. But it is such a hard thing to do in practice. And like, I don't know about y'all, but for me, it's a hard thing. Because for me, loyalty and love are mixed up in one, right? And in order to be loyal to you, I have to find, I have to find love for you. And yeah, we know you're supposed to love everybody, but sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's hard. Sometimes you, um, you know, you go through life curating the life that you want very carefully and making decisions based on what you think is the best for your life. And then sometimes you buck up some people who just make completely opposite decisions, right? Completely different decisions, who prioritize different things, who have different values. Um, they believe in different things. They they just live life differently and you clash you clash but even amongst those differences you still have to i think i would like to still um you know always try to find love and loyalty and unity because unity isn't about being the same or or looking like um you know reflections of each other it's about finding respect and love for each other and loyalty towards each other despite our differences because of the common things that unite us that that are real you know like our common history our common ancestry the fact that we share we share forefathers and mothers right they all came from a similar place, which means that they have a similar, um, similar makeup biologically, but also spiritually, right? So this idea of unity and some of the ways that I challenge myself to, to do better when it comes to being a beacon of unity and, and unifying myself with my people is to be tolerant, to be patient, to love myself first and foremost so that 
other people's decisions can't really stir me and I, I can respect and, and love them for their decisions because I love myself. So that makes everything way easier. Um, I also try to remind myself that we, 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 based on our experiences, we all going through the same stuff, maybe in different ways and in different timing, right? So one of my favorite examples of this is that I went to a majority white college and I had a lot of friends who went to HBCUs. And when we spoke to each other, what I realized is that both of us had to, to both myself as somebody who went to a majority white college and my friends who went to historically black, black colleges, both of us had to learn important lessons about navigating in the world as black people, especially in spaces that aren't majority black. And the only difference is that we had to learn it at different times. My friends who went to HBCUs had to learn it, um, some of them had to learn it when they went out into the world of work because for some of them, college and um, the entire lives, they're around majority black environments. And so when they went out into the world of work, for some of them, this was the first time that they had to navigate as a black person in a majority white environment. For people who came from different backgrounds than they did, they would have learned the exact same lessons just at different times, either before or after. And so when you focus on the fact that yes, there are differences in our experiences, but there's really a core commonality that we all have to experience and go through. If you focus on what's in common, then you then I found it really helpful when it comes to unity because because it's it, it just just that focus, just that shift in focus that this is what we have in common. We all have to go through this, whether we go through it now or later or in the past we all have to go through it and we all have gone through similar things and so that's one of the things that helps me to love tolerance loving myself finding love for others respecting other people's choices even if i wouldn't make the same choices for myself and even if i think that those choices aren't the best choices i still have to respect and love people's decisions and I constantly remind myself that we have more in common than we do different. And it's so easy to focus on differences. And we, ha we sometimes have our pulse on the differences and we're ready there to clamor and clutch at the differences. So much so that if somebody speaks and they sound as if they're saying something that we don't wanna hear, or they sound as if they're saying something different than what we want to hear or how we want to hear it, we immediately throw labels on them. We immediately decide that they're not for the culture. We, we, we push them out because we're so sometimes afraid of different perspectives, different opinions. And um, that's the enemy of unity. You know, unity has to be, has to make room for difference because we're never gonna all be the same, no matter how much we have in common. So unity, unity is a thing, I think is a great, a great thing for us to focus on and to try to improve upon. And um, it's a great time for that, I think. Um, I get excited when I think about the time that we're living in because I've never seen 
I've never seen Africans across the globe more united than now in my lifetime. Music has led the way for a lot of that and culture in general and the way that media and the internet have have smallened, have, have made the world smaller, all of those things have helped. But it's exciting, it's exciting to see. Um, and with so many of us all around the world, wherever we, we're based, waking up and connecting, it's just, it's a beautiful moment in time. It's a beautiful moment in time. And we can't forget that. And we, we should be celebrating that regardless of, of, um, of what distractions may be taking place around us. There's a lot, a lot to celebrate right now for the culture. Um, so that's unity. Another uh, concept I think would be a great one to explore on a Sunday like today is um, the role of, of economics in our history, right? So there's this book called let me not mess up the title. I think it's called Slavery and Capitalism by Eric Williams. Slavery and Capitalism. Eric Williams. Capitalism and Slavery. Um, yeah. Capitalism and Slavery is the title. Eric Williams. Um, and so that's one of the first... Uh, uh, examinations I think I've seen um, of slavery and um, emancipation that makes a very strong case for the fact that we often overlook that the decision to end slavery was an economic one and slavery itself was an economic institution so we think about the moral atrocities, the physical atrocities. We think about the fact that we were subjected to terrible things and that it finally ended and it was a moral win, right? So we think that it's a moral win and an ethical win for slavery to have ended. But the motivations behind ending slavery, despite the fact that abolitionists were around and would have had moral objections, the, the real motivation for ending slavery, just like the real motivation behind the slave trade in the first place was economic. Slavery was no longer um, financially rewarding for the countries who had invested in the institution for many reasons. And so since it wasn't economically um, advantageous anymore, it made sense to put an end to it, but to still um, put in different systems that would still keep the economic power in the favor of, of Europeans and later on in the favor of the US, which became a sort of you know neo-colonial presence in the new world. So with that in mind, I mentioned that just to say that our history of people, the people of color who are in the, the new world, our history of being brought to this this, uh, the Americas and wherever we are all over the world is, is, is largely um, driven by economics and our economic 
rise or our as a group our economic um, evolution or what am I trying to say our economic growth as a group is not considered advantageous by the people who hold power evidence of that would be black wall street being burnt down or even just 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 um you know distribution of wealth statistics that show <laughs> that there's a a huge um a huge gap in the in the way that wealth is distributed all across the world you see it in trinidad and tobago where i am that wealth is not distributed equally amongst different races and you see it everywhere else in the world so there's this economic disparity what can we do to fix it because we know that um, having financial freedom and having financial power is very important to be able to mobilize and have true autonomy as a people in today's age, right? So what can we do to reverse the trends? Um, so we can, we can of course, um, look at how we spend and earn our money and try as much as we can to make sure that we're investing in businesses that are owned by the people that we want to see overcome, the people that we want to see rise, the people that we want to see benefit from, um, from economic improvement that has historically not, they've not been able to benefit from. And it, it, again, it's something that might seem super easy, but in execution, it's not so easy. So we say buy black, we say buy local, and it sounds like it's just going to be so easy, right? But no, it's not so easy. Like I, I've been trying to slowly but surely see how much of my spending I can, um, I can put towards black owned and local owned um, businesses. And some of the challenges that I experience are, first of all, convenience. Every every shop everywhere sort of has the same distribution um, chain going where they have the same products that are imported from the same countries. And it can be hard to find local products sometimes. And there's a price point. One time I went shopping for tree, tea tree oil. And the local brand was like two, three times the price of the one that was made in wherever. I can't remember where the other one was made, maybe the UK, Australia, somewhere. I think it was Australia. But the point is that it was the Australian one was way cheaper. So I had to pit my pit my um, goals <laughs> of buying local against the fact that, you know, my budget maybe wasn't conducive to buying local. And um, you know, when it comes to like clothing and beauty products and stuff again if it's easy to come by and it's near you're more likely to buy it than to go searching for these black owned or local products but that said if you do have the time if you do have the budget it's a great way to start um shifting the power by however you get your money whoever you work for by making sure that you try to spend it in your community even. It doesn't have to be like, you know, these big brands. It could be um, businesses in your community. Uh, support them. And, and it really does make a difference. And another challenge to doing that is that sometimes we don't really 
look at the full chain of ownership when we are trying to support Black. So I'm in the world of film and TV, and this is the perfect example for that. So we'll see a film come out with an all-Black cast, maybe like um, some really prominent crew members that are Black, and we celebrate and we have a huge party because it is a big deal because all of these Black people on this show are getting checked, so let's not act like it's not a big deal. And also we get to see Black people on our screens, which is a huge deal, knowing that we don't always get representation and that it's a, it's a fairly recent thing to have us represented in such large numbers on TV and on the big screen. That said, the businesses that make movies and TVs and music and everything, they know that representation is hot right now. They know it. And they're not always black owned. Majority of them are not black owned. The majority of studios and content companies are not black owned. I'm not saying these people are bad intention just because they're not black. That's not what I'm saying. But I am saying that they're aware that representation is hot right now. They're aware that diversity is a hot ticket. And the chain of ownership leads back to them. So yes, all these black people are getting checks, but who do you think getting the biggest checks? The owners. So for the first time um, in my writing career, I've been able to to um, take ownership over who I'm working with and and, um, who I buy from in a way where I feel very good about knowing where the money is going and knowing that it's going to people of color. Um, That said, Again, easier said than done, right? So what, you're never supposed to watch TV again. You're never supposed to watch your favorite films, listen to your favorite music. No, but you can pay attention to, are there some companies out there that are black owned? How can I, how can I like, you know, support their content a little bit more? Are there some music labels out there that are black owned, completely black owned and that aren't, aren't you know, um, aren't, subsidiaries or 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 um you know owned by a bigger bigger company that is not black owned how can i put my money towards them and not even just my money but my energy my social tweets my everything how can i support companies that are black owned that are making content um that's the question to ask yourself. And I think the answer, one of the answers is just to kind of keep your ear and your eyes open. And you might see news reports every now and again that help guide you, right? So my company, storyplay.tv, is black owned. You can support our stuff. You can go to our website right now, storyplay.tv, and pre-order our very first feature film, The Caddy Club. Um, there's also Lion Forge in the U.S. It's an animation company. They're Black-owned. Um, you can look them up, see what TV shows they produce. Watch those TV shows. Um, they've done some short films. See if you can get your hands on, on, on a film. Tweet it. Tweet them. Um, post them on Facebook. TikTok, whatever. <laughs> support, support, support. And of course, keep supporting um, 
the content that your favorite black actors and creators and musicians appear in as well. Um, because even if the productions aren't completely black owned, that's still a great way to keep the money circulating and people need work. So we, we support that as well. But I feel like there's a little bit of a hierarchy that I like to create for myself um, that might be helpful for other people where it's like, okay, buying black and buying local is the top ideal. But as a second ideal, I'll support somebody else. I'll support somebody else who supports us. In other words, you're giving black people jobs, you have a, a positive out, out view and outlook towards the progression of black people and um, people like me, I'll support you. But if I could support somebody who's like, who owns, I'll do that first, <laughs> if that makes sense. So it's like a little, little tears where it's like, if you, can, if you can buy black and buy local, you do that. And if you can't, then you, you make a concession. And then sometimes you have to make a concession where you don't even know who, who owns it how they feel about your people it could be it could be the most racist person on the planet and they made this stuff but you just don't know so you buy it and they and you just can't do anything about it we're not gonna kill ourselves right because we're human just doing the best that we can but i'm hoping that um these ideas that we talked about today unity um and supporting and buying black um, are ideas that resonate with you and that you can use to, um, you know, celebrate, to celebrate the fact that there are ways to make our experience a good one and a positive one and to keep it growing and keep things improving despite all of the obstacles and deliberate terror and harassment that is thrown our way. That's it for today. Follow me at Kathy Kameen, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Hit me up if you have any thoughts. Definitely share the episode if you find this content useful. And um, have a great Sunday.